scrapbook. Damn it. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, coach? Wonderful. See, I'm gonna try. How y'all doing with the? Y'all got weather come up there? Uh, we got a, a winter storm warning, so something's supposed to be happening. Uh, we got a. Um, I'm looking at maybe like three or four inches right now. Hey, I didn't call my sister. She lives up in Maryland. Oh, uh, really? Frederick. Oh, okay. Okay, so she's not too far. Yeah. I've been up there several times. She's up on a mountain, way up on top of a mountain. Oh, okay. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. <laughs> all right, just don't embarrass me. Ah, uh, nah, it's, it's, it's all basic questions. Yes. All right, so I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start recording, then I'm gonna get ready right now. Um, so my first question is just, um, are you originally from Kentucky? No, sir. So where were you, where were you originally from? Hold on, let me get my volume. You still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. I am from, well, I'm a military brat, so you know how that is, right? Right. Right. But I call home Austin, Texas. That's where I was born. Berkshire Air Force Base. Uh, okay, so that explains. So you're a cowboy friend. All day. Okay, that's, so that explains it. <laughs> yeah, born and raised a Cowboys fan. How, how is it being a Cowboy fan it now? It ain't good. <laughs> it stinks. Uh, you know, ever since Jimmy Johnson was let go, man, it's kind of been a... Ugh. Yeah, I don't understand why they the decision to do that. Yeah, you know, probably egos, man, egos. Um, so in, in growing up in Texas, you went to high school in Texas as well? Part of it. I went to, you know, I went to three different high schools. So, you know, military life. I started at San Antonio in um, Cole High School. And that's where uh, I was on Fort Sam Houston. Okay. And then we went from there and moved to Pusan, South Korea, Hylia Compound. And that's where I did my uh, junior, uh, my sophomore and junior year. And then we left there and came to Fort Knox. And I did part of my junior and graduated my senior year at Fort Knox. Yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great life, man. I it loved is. It. So, but how did did it affect? Um, I guess the sports wise, like trying to like get noticed and stuff like that. Well, that, that wasn't in my mind. Trying to get noticed. Uh, sports has always been a part of my family's life, a very important part. So we were pushed, and you know, to play sports so just the opportunity to participate all those different areas were great the only thing that affected really bad was football because in korea we didn't have football so i basically missed out my freshman junior uh sophomore and junior year in football didn't get to play wow so literally didn't play only played one year of high school football the last time i played was junior high eighth grade that I, I regret and miss. 
So what did you do oh, to make up for, for, for football then? Not having football? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like when we were in Korea, oh, that's when I started picking up different sports. I, I played soccer. I played um, tennis. I picked up ping pong, which wasn't a sport in high school, but, you know, I was going to stay busy. So regardless, right. I was going to, you know, just move my energy to something else. And then I believe you went to Eastern Kentucky University? Eastern Kentucky. So, you know, I had a pretty, I didn't start my first two games at Fort Knox. I was a 5'11", 140 something pounds, very skinny. And uh, I was a DB. I was the third string backup quarterback. And then uh, either someone got hurt or we had to make a move with my opportunity came to play and uh, just took full advantage of it and, and never lost that position again and end up leading the school and leading the area of interceptions and had a darn good, you know, first team all area and had mm -hmm. a good little senior season. So then I went over the fort uh, when I went to college, just working out, having fun in the gym. The head coach of uh, EKU saw me in the gym, just, you know, playing around and hooping. And asked me, and I think he saw my leather jacket first, because we okay. we lost in the state championship, and I had my Fort Knox jacket on. And he says, uh, "You interested in playing football?" I said, "Yes, sir." And so he invited me out for spring ball. That's how that so, started. So Fort Knox was actually Knox good, was good at one point. What? You don't know the history? <laughs> no, I don't. Really? The last person I know who was um, <clears throat> who got recognized from Fort Knox was the running back. I forget his name. Derek Homer? Yeah, that's the last yeah. person that yeah. I know. Well, see, you know, when the, you know, as when I was there, the base is huge. The base is almost, you know, small now, quiet. But uh, so in 83, the year before, well, I got there my junior year, but the football season had already passed. So they were playing basketball when I moved into Fort Knox. They had just come off an undefeated 15-0, number one team in the state, uh, state championship. Coach Jaggers, old man Jaggers. Okay. You ever met him? Did you I've never met him, him, but I heard the name before. Right. Um, so 84, which I was in the 84 season, we, believe it or not, we lost to uh, North Harden, snapped the ball in the end zone. Uh, that was our only loss until we made it to the state championship. We, they went to back-to-back, -back, and we lost in the last probably 40 seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, we lost in the, lost the game. Kid run down the sideline. I was the last one. To, I was a safety trying to get there. Couldn't get there. Hit him right at the goal line, but he got in. Um, so, no. I mean, that 83 team had, if I'm not mistaken, six D1 athletes who signed. Wow. Um, I mean, I can throw Charles Pearson went to Vanderbilt. Darren Bilberry played running back at UK. Uh, Horatio Moranta Lyman, he played at Virginia Tech. Um, running back, I can't think of his name. He played at uh, Boston University up in Massachusetts. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, it was. They were they were loaded. I'm missing some people. I don't know why, but they were they were amazingly. Oh, the quarterback went to the quarterback and the kicker went to. Western Illinois, East, Western Illinois. 
And the quarterback in there that playing, he's the only one that I know of in the history of the school that played pro. He went to the Atlanta Falcons and played one or two years. His name was Kevin, no, not Kevin, uh, Paul Singer. So they were they were talented, man. They were. I might say, wow, that sound pretty stacked. Yeah, they were. They they rolled through every. They were rated though. They were they were number one over Trinity and Saint X. You know, all the classes put up put together. They were just nasty, nasty. Wishbone, double butt up the gut, just ran right in your face. <laughs> I'm pretty. That was the offense for everybody, right? Everybody, at the time. Right at the time. Yeah, it wasn't nobody passing like they're doing now. No, it's just right. you know you had a lot of options. But we were the power bone. We weren't trying to read option, doing nothing like that. Just like you grew up in, 44 right. guts, 46 power, 27 power, blast, mm -hmm. blast belly. And then we did some tight end stuff, you know, through to, through to the tight end. Yeah. So you. So how was your career, was your career, at, your career uh, EKU? at EKU? At EKU? Yeah. Wasn't much of a career. I, I met some outstanding people. Uh, I, I was not gifted in uh, speed and not really size, size was okay, but uh, these were grown men and it was, a, it was such a wake up call that I remember being in the locker room and I'm like, okay, and I was young, I was 17 when I started college. And so I turned eight, when I turned, when I'm thinking 18, there was a guy, Aaron Jones in the locker. And I remember Aaron, cause Aaron was married he was in his fifth year. He had a family. I'm like, I ain't even got facial hair. This man's a grown man. And he ended up being, if you look him up, Aaron Jones, he was, I believe, the number eight pick overall for the Steelers. And so the guys I played with, which I was a, basically a, uh, a scout team player, uh -huh. uh, those guys were amazing, man. The guys ahead of me, two of them went, got Super Bowl rings, Danny Copeland, Myron Guyton. Super Bowl rings, one for the uh, Giants, the other for the Redskins. John Jackson was a starting lineman for the Steelers. Aaron Jones went to the Steelers. It was just all these guys went pro. In fact, I just lost a teammate to COVID. He was 52 years old. Brother's wow. name was Tim Lester. Look him up. Wow. They called him the bus driver because he used to block for Tim, uh, for um, who did they call the bus? From Notre Dame? Uh, Jerome Bettis. Yeah. Yeah, look you know, him up. So I sad, think, man. Uh, was, I think I heard his name before. Yeah. Oh, he had. A, he was in the pros for eight years. So okay. uh, I mean, so you know, that's another story. But that COVID is real, man. He's. Yeah. Oh yeah. He has twin yeah. sons and a daughter, and it's just affecting people so differently. It's crazy. Yeah, because right. it bothers me when people take it so lightly and don't take it serious because they, they want to listen to all the conspiracies and the and whatever nonsense right right it is nonsense it's crazy that's this whole conspiracy life is just blowing my mind make me look at people like what the right. hell right it's just how, how can you process the information that you're getting and you can still still think the way you think about certain things is crazy to me. Exactly. Yeah. That White House showed you that, huh? Them, them folks storming the Capitol, right? They crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you, um, did you also run track? Never ran track in high school. No, sir. Never got, never had the opportunity really. Well, I could have done it at Fort Knox, but I was doing tennis. Was it doing tennis season? Yeah. 
and I was the number one player at tennis in my uh, <clears throat> in my school. Um, so no, never, never ran track. So when did you start getting into track? Well, when I was hired at Fort Knox, <clears throat> not hired. When I was hired at North Harden, one of the stipulations was, "Hey, we need a we need a track coach. We need an assistant track coach." And uh, so if you're gonna take this job, you gotta take this job. I said, "Well, sure. I don't know much about it, but the head coach was Rudy McKinney at that time, and uh, you know he was just a hell of a mentor and teacher, a hell of a coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He was North Harden's first state champion ever in school history, wow. and so you know he I was just under his tutelage and learned. And I think after let me see, I started in ninety the ninety one ninety two year. Uh, he turned it over." To me, I think he said 98. So I was his assistant for what, six, seven years? Yeah, seven years. So before you went to North, um, what prompted you to think about coaching? Before I went to North. Well, see, I was that that starts in college, you know, deciding okay. what I want to be uh, in school. Uh, my initial major was industrial. Uh, industrial electronics, industrial something. And I took a couple of class, basic electricity, computer, uh, something drawing. And I was like, eh, nah, this ain't gonna be me. I knew I love sports, always have. So how, I thought about how can I stay involved in sports? And naturally went into teaching. And uh, so let me teach PE. I love sports, I love, you know, activity. So. That's how I became a PE teacher and coaching is part of PE and, you know, want to see people do better. Uh And so I was blessed that my high school football coach, Joe Jaggers, was leaving Fort Knox to come to North Harden. And so he can coach his son, Crad, because Crad couldn't go to school on Fort Knox. And he called me my senior year while in college, while I'm just being fun and having a blast and, you know, just, you know, (laughs) typical college drinking a lot and being silly. Uh, he says, I got a job for you if you want to coach football and teach. I said, you know, this is what I this is what I co- uh, teach. You're going to have a position for me? He said, I'll have a position for you. And I was like, wow. So when he came, when I came, when he got the job in North Harden, they gave him like six jobs for people he wanted to hire. And me and Coach uh, Franklin were one of the six. Wow. Became, was that a big thing when he left Fort Knox to go to North Harden? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Right. Uh, he had won one, two, I believe four state championships at Fort Knox. So he was the man. They won in 80, 84, no, 83, 88, 90. So he, he, I forgot all the years. But, yeah, he had some state mm-hmm. championships there. So when you originally got hired, what position or what, uh, yeah, what position was you coaching? Right. Uh, when I was hired, I was the head fresh, freshman football coach. Okay. And didn't have any varsity duties then. Okay. My, oh, my varsity duties was the, like, scout team coordinator. So okay. I always had the scout team because I was, you know, busy coaching my freshman. But um, I don't know how many years, but that's what my, me and a guy named uh, Colonel Gray, his wife was the superintendent at the time, we ran the freshman program. 
How was that process? And I did all the defense. I did all the defense, and he had the offense on freshman. Did you always just gravitate towards defense just because you played defense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My offensive uh, career wasn't much of nothing in on offense. <laughs> but defense, I was, you know, like I said, I had a great coach named Mike McCoy, and he taught me how to be a defensive back. And uh, he always blew up my head. He said, you weren't fast, but you could get to the ball. And he was a simple coach. He was like, the ball's in the air, it's yours. It was right. nothing else to say. He said, I said, well, coach, I get the ball. That's all he would say. Get the ball. Don't let anybody behind you. And I thought it was easy back then, but I never, we never got beat for, I never got beat deep for a touchdown. Modeling, well, thinking about your coaching style, did you model a lot of your, uh, I guess, techniques or whatever that after your mentor? Uh, I would say yes. I, I get that a lot. When I saw him later, because you probably seen him before too. When I had you out for track, he was a coach at Eastern High School for a long time. Okay. Um, when I would see him, and all my classmates from high school said, "Man, you just like Coach McCord. You act just like him." Yeah, da, 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 da. so I didn't know I was doing it, but hey, mm -hmm. that that man meant a lot to me. He still does to this day. I still talk to him, and uh, he was a, a positive role model in my life. And then eventually you transfer or you transition from the freshman team to varsity. Uh, what was that transition? Uh, I was ready. Was no, you know, no issue. I was excited to be on the varsity staff. And I think, let me try to think, that was, I think I only coached freshman three years before I moved up to varsity. So 92, 93, 90, probably 90. 95 or 94, I went up to varsity. I was the defensive back coach. And then I started calling offense for the JV. Me and Coach Franklin were the JV coaches. JV, he did the JV defense, and I did the JV offense. Wow, you called offense. And so <laughs> I stayed in that position as a defensive back coach. And do you remember your first game? On the varsity wise? level? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nah, I don't remember. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, uh, even when I was a freshman coach, I was still part of the varsity program. Uh, <clears throat> being that I was sit by the defense coordinator who was, uh, Joe Dickerson. And I was always charting for him. So when he called the defense, I would write it down. And then when we go back, I was still, I was in charge of, uh, breaking down film tendencies. I was in charge mm -hmm. when I'm talking about when I was a freshman, I would have to go pick up videotape. So, Back in those days, uh, you exchange films with a team. Let's say we were playing Elizabethtown. Hey, okay, I'll meet you at the town mall. We'll we'll trade off tapes. I'll give you these two. You give us these two. And then I would have to go down. Coach Jaggers would say, break down this tape. I want to know how many times they ran the ball to the left, how many times they ran to the ball, you know, things like that, those tendencies. Okay. And that's where I really, really learned the game. Uh <clears throat> learn how to defend different offices. You know, you wash your wing tee, like what the hell's going on here? Right. You know, things like that, you go get tendencies, so. I remember when I was playing um, Little League and one of the coaches that I had brought me over to his house. I was the only one for some reason. And um, I was playing middle linebacker and I was playing quarterback. And the only reason why I was playing quarterback is because, um, now I can't remember his name. 
But it's the same situation that happened when I first got to know if he was playing running back and he broke his collarbone. I forget his name. Um, he had joined the Marines too. His brother joined the Air Force. His older brother joined the Marines. Uh, I think his brother, oh, what was his brother's name? Was, was it Dominique? Ote? Yeah, Ote. That was Ronald and Donald and, yeah, Ronald Ote and Deshaun Ote. Not Deshaun. Ronald and I forgot what the other ones. Yeah, big boy. Okay. Dominique. So, Dominique Ote. So I started because um, Ote, he broke his collarbone. And so I ended up playing quarterback. And he brought me over, the coach brought me over to his house to watch film. I never watched film, didn't know what I was looking at. Right. And I'm probably, what, nine, 10? And he keeps <laughs> playing his play over and over and over and over. He's like, can you tell me what I'm looking at here? And the first answer was, every time they run to this side, that's where the tight end's at. And he looked at me, he was like, he was just like, okay. He's like, okay, I think you. you. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, was that that my first experience of watching Phil. What was that coach's name? You know what? I can't remember. He had an Italian last name. Oh, okay. It was him and his son. And this is Radcliffe, right? Yeah. It was him and his son, and he coached the Lions at the time. Ah. Uh, because I remember didn't I remember when you came back. I mean, I didn't know the story, but the story was you were here, then y'all moved, then you yeah. came back, right? Gotcha. Yeah. And then we always had battles with uh, with Coach Washington's 49ers teams. <laughs> I remember when he was coaching 49ers. Yes. Yeah. So you you at you at no party now. And then, so when did you become the well before that? Because you still had to, to coach the track team. So how was that like coaching a track team where you had little experience? Um, you know, Coach McKinney did a good job of guiding me. He said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And the coaching staff at that time was a lady named Miss Underwood, Barbara Underwood. She was the head women's track coach. And her assistant was Bill Dennison. And then there was Rudy McKinney, the head boys track coach, and I was his assistant. And Rudy says, I want you to pick an event each year when we start that you got to learn this event. And I started with the hurdles. And I said, okay, he said, that's what you're going to coach, the hurdlers and the sprinters. And that's how it started. And uh, just a little bit at a time, going to camps, picking the brain of other people that I don't, you know, that I've seen had success, uh, listening to Coach McKinney, giving him advice. I said, you know, how would you do this? How would you do that? I'm having issues with this kid getting this down or that down, or I'm having issues with relay exchanges, blah, blah, blah. And Bill Dennison would help me as well. And and Miss Underwood, they all had a lot of uh, experience. So they were very kind to me. Did you ever feel like overwhelmed or like you felt like you wasn't up to par, I guess? No, see, that's a, I've never had an issue with confidence in my life, period. Mm -hmm. Maybe with women, you know, we're always getting <laughs> intimidated by them. By them. But, uh, no, I've never had issue with confidence. Uh, I was single, didn't have no girlfriend. I was young, I was energetic. I could run through a wall if you wanted me to. I didn't care. I was excited to be there. I was passionate. Uh -huh. I loved my job. I couldn't, you know, it would be many times, man, I'd, I'd go to work or, you know, and I was like, 
am I really getting paid, you know, play dodgeball with these kids? Right. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was a great time in my life. So no, I was never intimidated. I just wanted to use sports and or physical education to teach people, you know, little things about life, you know, a little self-confidence. See, you, you know, we all have these abilities. You just got to find what they are. So, um, so when was it that you became the defensive coach or the defensive coordinator? I became the defense coordinator when Coach Washington got the job. So, okay. Oh, uh, what year was that? I don't know. Uh, 99, maybe. I want to say 99, maybe 2000. That's when he got the job. I was ready before. Mm-hmm. When, when, when our defensive coordinator left, who was Joe Dickerson, he left and took the head job at E-Town, I believe. Yeah, he went to E-Town. And then Coach Jaggers promoted Greg Gum. Coach Gum, baseball coach, to the head, to uh, defense coordinator. I, I was ready, just like Coach Gum was ready. He was the Coach Gum was the linebackers coach at that time. Yeah. So, but I could, I think I was ready for it then. But yeah, so I'm gonna say two thousand uh, when Coach, I know when Coach Washington got the job is when I became the defense coordinator. Was that um, a conversation that y'all had, or was it something he just like, you're, this is what you're going to do? No conversation. You ready? <laughs> you know, Coach Washington was my high school coach, too. No, I didn't know that. So, a very unique experience was Joe Washington, <clears throat> Joe Dickerson, and Joe Jaggers. We were all on the same coaching staff. They were all my high school coaches. So to go from people I looked up as my, you know, my coaches, my mentors, now to be their equals and coaching with them, uh-huh. uh, that, that was an interesting dynamic, uh, you know, working with them. Yeah, that's, wow, yeah, that's, that's very unique. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. So when you become... Um, the defensive coordinator, was it hard to, like, how is it trying to evaluate, I guess, talent and decide who's starting or whatever the case is? Right. Um, well, you know, with anything you do, if you're going to run something, you're going to be in charge of it, you're going to have your theories. One thing I want to do is be fast. I want to have a fast defense. So I remember, if you remember, we, we used to always time everybody like the first few days of practice, I wanted the time. I wanted to see who the fastest people were. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have the fastest people on the field. Um, didn't care about size. You know, when you put on the pads, then you see another side of a person. You know, mm-hmm. you got this Greek God that looks all hard, but he played soft. And you got undersized people who, you know, don't look like they can do much, but they got that, they got that dog in them. He like, so right. I want it fast people who had that dog in them on defense. And uh, from there, we went on. I mean, there were some people, you know, it's, we tried to keep it simple because I didn't want to make it a, a very cerebral game where you got to be thinking all the time and all these different, no, no, you know. Gap defense, you know your gap. 
I'll let me worry about the tendencies, and but I'm just going to try to put you in a place where you do what you do. Right. I I remember it was it was one game where uh, I kind of <laughs> I kind of made you you kind of disappointed in me, and I hated that feeling because I remember when one of the I forget who's because I was playing outside linebacker at the time. Okay. And the middle linebacker got hurt. And you needed somebody to play the middle. So I was like, okay, naturally, it was like, okay, I could do it. But I didn't know. I never knew the cause, mm-hmm. the, the signal. So I always depended on the middle linebacker instead of just learning it for myself. Right. So when it got time to look at the signals, I was, I was so lost. So you just gave me this look, and you were just like... You didn't even really say anything. You just gave me a look and then moved somebody else. And then after that, I, I made a, a a point to like, I'm going to learn these signals. Right. <laughs> Stack. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It was, for some reason, I, 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 I never paid attention. And then after that, I was just like, okay. Right. <clears throat> and I remember another time where we was playing, we was getting ready for um, me County. And... I just couldn't get the reads right. And you were just like, okay, you don't want to get the reads right, then you're just going to run. Just run. You were just like, run here, run. Every, every time I would just run, every time I didn't get it right. And I find myself doing that when I started coaching. Literally, I was like, okay, you don't want to, you don't want to know, you don't want, okay, run. And see how, so I've been doing that myself too. I, I think you got that, re- I'll never forget. That me kind of get, I, I just remember grabbing you and just going crazy because <clears throat> it was a it was a unique read for us that it was difficult because it was a cross read. Right. I had you if you was on the left side, you're you've been all year long. We always play the you're looking for the back on your side. You're gonna walk, you're gonna do what he you're gonna react to what he does. Right. But this time I had you looking at the opposite back. You have to react to what he does. Because they ran that, they ran some funky trap, something that was just killing everybody, killing us too at one point. But you got that read right one time. You hit that sucker right in the hole. That ball popped out, and someone scooped and was sweets. Yeah, Eric. Eric Williams. Yeah, yeah. and it was it, it just that part of coaching. I get chills right now thinking about it. For you to get that, you know, you and I and the team working on this concept and see if we can get it, and to see it happen because everything worked as we said it would happen, man, that's little things like that I will never forget. I felt like during that week, like, my practice was horrible. Like uh-huh. I, for some reason, I just couldn't get it the way I felt like I should have, and then for some reason, in the game on that play, it just connected. Right. We won that game, right? We did. That was the first one, yeah. Yeah, we won that one, yeah. I was, I'll never forget that one. And that's the game where um, Andre ended up getting hurt and Sweets had to play uh, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they came back too. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. started off with the tail and then they came back, yeah. But we pulled it out. Uh, so one of my other questions is, I know um, doing track, it kind of, I don't know, is it accurate to say that you, as far as like championships or, or whatever the case is, the track program overlooked the football program? What do you mean overlooked? Not overlooked, but kind of, 
don't know, outshine. I mean, as far as championship stuff or. Oh, oh, there's no doubt. You talk to anybody in the area or even people in North will yeah. tell you our track program was, is the best in, in the best sports program in school history, basketball, anything. No one can touch track and field. Um, and that's something I'm extremely proud of. Mm -hmm. uh, we won our first state championship in 92. And I would always tease Coach McKinney. I said, man, you've been coaching track here for, I don't know how many years, you, I don't know, 20 plus years. Uh -huh. I said, you never won a state championship. You get me on your staff and guess what? <laughs> we win a state championship. And from there, man, we, we, were just, we were just dominating. So 92, we won, 93, we were state runners up. And it just it just took off. My first year as a head coach, '98, we were second in state, boys and girls. And we always coached our programs together. Right. You know, I had all the girls sprinters. Coach McKinney had all the boys and girls jumpers. Uh, coach Dennison had all the distance runners. You know, like that. Coach Franklin had all the throwers. We broke it down that way. And uh, hell, my first year as the head track coach. Boys and girls, we go, uh, we, we, we're we second in state. We won region, but uh, boys and girls, we were second in state. I was like, oh, hell, we, we got it. And from there, man, it was it was stupid. We just, we were considered one, we were considered one of the best programs in the state. So, and that was, that was, uh, that was because I had some great athletes at North mm -hmm. and some outstanding coaches with me. And we kept it going until the day I retired. Now, how close was you on the football side of getting, like, what's the furthest you ever went to, you went in the playoffs or? We lost, in, yeah, we lost in the final four twice, which is semi-state. So mm -hmm. we lost in um, 92, we lost to Trinity. And then in 90, 90, maybe 92, 96, maybe we lost it to St. X. Uh, when I became defense coordinator, we lost in the, uh, not final four, but elite eight. Uh, so that's quarterfinals. We lost to St. X. It was always St. X when we get that far. Uh, yeah. That's, we lost to St. X at Manuel Stadium. We had the lead. They came back. It was just it was a beautiful game. Loved it. Mm -hmm. But do you ever, you ever think about, um, well, how often do you think that you wish you could at least won one in the football, even though you have all these accolades and track? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, my, you know, many people don't know. I was applying for jobs left and right. I, man, I made it to the finals of so many interviews, but just, I never got hired. And, uh, it really, really, really bothers me. And, uh, so I took that frustration out, I guess, kind of in track. I was just, you know, everybody, if you're a true competitor, you hate to lose. Right. And I never wanted to be embarrassed. You know, this is these are things you get from your family, your parents. I always wanted, you know, have pride in what I did, uh, and not so much winning. But if you do things the right way, if you care about people, you want them to be successful. You genuinely, you know, want I, you know, I want you to be my friend when you become an adult. 
you do things the right way, I think everything else takes care of itself. Right. And so not becoming a head football coach was probably my greatest regret, even though it wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, oh man, I wish I, I can tell you, I probably missed out on, I probably had 13 interviews for different jobs. I mean, DOS. All in the state of Kentucky or out of state or? No, all in the state of Kentucky. Louisville okay. Central. And I, I really, you know, when I was coaching, there had never been a black coach win a state championship. And so that was a kind of a motivating there. I wanted to be the first black coach to win a state championship. You know, that didn't didn't get that to happen. Because we just don't, you know, they just, black folks, wasn't, they still don't get the respect that we we need to get in coaching. That's one of my everything other else. is what what what's the the I guess the coaching scene like for black men and women in the state of Kentucky? Well, something you know, it goes through cycles. Sometimes it gets good, and sometimes it's bad. Um, right now, I've been out of it so much, I really don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, my good friend, though, at Louisville Central, when he was at Louisville Central, coach Ty Scroggins. Um, Ty was, uh, he won a state championship, how many times, maybe three or four, you know, Little Central's basically all black and that just, that just warmed my heart. Um, they were, you know, they're not in the biggest class that North Harden was in, right? but, uh, just tons of athletes, but he came and did it. He and I, I was one of the jobs I was a finalist for, uh, and they told me, me and Ty, Ty and I said that wrong. Also went for the DOS job. He got the DOS job. I didn't. Cool. We, me and Ty were so close that we played flag football together, you know, in my younger years before we had children and all that. So we hang out. And Ty used to be a starting linebacker for U of L. He played at U of L back in the day. Um, and he went to Fairdale in high school. But down the road, man, I said, he said, I said, if any one of us gets this central job, you know, the other one will come, you know, join. He said, okay, okay. We, we talked about it. So, but I think they made the best hire and hired him because he was a damn good coach and I was too, but uh, I didn't go up there because they couldn't put me in the building where he was. They had me, he had me at a school that was, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was awful. I wasn't going to go to that school. <laughs> no, it was a middle school. He had me a job. He said, you're good. I said, man, I went there. I took, I interviewed with the guy. Oh yeah, we're looking forward to have you. I spent the day in the school. I was like, nope. It was right beside the projects. I love my peoples, yeah. but I can't deal with it. I can't deal with just headaches every day. Right. <laughs> so, and Louisville Central as a school is awesome. I mean, I was like, why can't I be in there with these, these kids? But nah, this middle school was off the chain. And that leads to me to another question. Um, one of the memories that I have is like you, you was always kind of one of those coaches. Well, probably one of the first coaches I've ever had. They're always kind of, um, didn't, well, I don't want to say preach, but made sure that you know how, like, how important being black was. Being a, a black student athlete and, and representing yourself well and, and all those other stuff. Um, how, why, why was that so important to you, I guess? Well, why was that? Because 
and I'll be honest, I wasn't I wasn't like that until I started teaching. You look around when I got the job. I well, college, I got back up. College is when I really experienced racism for the first time. You know, growing up in the military brat, we always had that community where everybody's, you know, all right. races, you know, military bases. So I've never experienced it. Sure, I got called a nigga by white people, rednecks, you know, that's, but that wasn't the type of racism that I was seeing. The type of racism that, you know, we see, we saw that as a kid. I'm sure you guys got called nigga by a white kid. Mm -hmm. But that's nothing. The type of racism that I'm talking about that bothered me was, okay, I'm seeing all these black kids get suspended. And these white kids are doing the same thing, but they're not getting suspended. Okay, I'm seeing these black people not get hired in these positions, and these other people are getting these positions that don't don't have as much experience. That's the type of racism that really started bothering me, because it's to me it's insidious and uh, it's one of those who you know things. You know, people right. are more comfortable around people they know, and a lot of it's subconscious, you know, and. So trying to tell a show a black kid that, hey, you might be working your ass off, you might be doing your best, but you're not going to, there's a good chance you might not going to get that shot because you don't look like the person who's hiring. And they will find every excuse not to put us in those positions of leadership where you can make more money and you can make more, you can bring in your people. And uh, it always bothered me and I wanted I wanted you guys to know, black athletes, how it was before, you know, before you get to my age, when I right. saw it. And it's it's just it's just frustrating and it's disheartening and, and it's nothing anti-white. It's just know your place, know where you are, know your surroundings, know how the system works. Yeah. And I wanted I I, I it was my mission and it's still to my to this day that this is how life really is. You know, there's a, there's a separation there and we're on the, the shitty side of it. And I kind of, uh, and I appreciate that fact, even though at the time it probably didn't hit me like the way it does now uh, because of everything that's going on. Um, but I remember the three high schools that I was in, when I was in, the first one I was in Georgia for t my freshman and sophomore year, and it was all basically white coaches and I'm in around Fort Stewart. So I'm, I'm close to like Savannah area. So it's, it's a lot of blacks, but majority of my coaches were white. Then I moved mm -hmm. to Maryland, my junior year. I didn't even play my junior year, but um, first time there, I was, I was like, I, but I did the spring weightlifting program and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, there was, I seen like a lot of black coaches, like I could, but I never had no conversations with none of them. And then I ended up moving. And then mm -hmm. Kentucky was the first time that it was majority of the staff was black. Um, they looked like me, talked like me, um, all these things. Like everybody was cool, everybody was fun. And it was nothing, um, I don't know, not, it wasn't, it was just something that I, I, could, I could get with. And I, I just I just think it's crazy that it's still <laughs> for some reason they think that we just can't we can't coach or or whatever the case is and we keep proving them 
wrong every other chance we get but yeah yeah it's uh it's i think a lot of it on their side i can't speak for white people and more people in charge but i think a lot of it is it's so subconscious you know they and it's they don't even realize they're doing it and and it sucks you know yeah it's that privilege and you try to tell white people that a privilege that you have being white is that you're always going to get the benefit of doubt black people you and i we're not going to get that benefit of doubt right so and how does that manifest itself it's uh okay uh, can he do the job yeah he can but you and me nah we ain't gonna get that doubt you know we're not gonna get that benefit so it just it just sucks and the higher you go where money's involved and you need money for support a white coach is going to get more support from mm -hmm. big donors with money the college thing because they can feel comfortable around them you know they, they a lot of white people do not feel comfortable around black men especially and black women right you know they feel like they got to watch how they talk and but if you're if you're a genuinely good person and you don't have any biases or you know an ounce of hate of racism in your body you're going to yeah. be fine but a lot of them do and they don't realize it and when you call them out on it then they go oh, you know i'm not racist i got a black friend oh, you might right. not be racist but i'm going to tell you what you said was racist you know? right do you think okay so i work i work in property management and so and i'm a um assistant community manager for like nine properties here in the dmv area and they um the company that i work for i'm the only black male <laughs> And there's two other black women though, but I'm the only black male. And my manager who I work for, she's she's black. And do you think it's that's the same as so when I go to work, I look at like the white people and like I don't I'm like I don't trust y'all. I'm just gonna come to work, I'm gonna stay to myself, I'm gonna um just do my job and then that's it. Do you think that's the same as vice versa, I guess with white people? not being comfortable around black people. Ooh, is that a form? Basically, are you saying that? Yeah, yeah. Is that the same? Uh, or is that I a reaction? Say, but I, I, I can't say it's the same because the dynamics are different. Meaning, yeah. historically, we haven't been in the position they're in. They've always been in the, the top position. We've always been in the low position. And so we're we're seeing life differently. Your your lack of trust and that hesitation you have, that's self-preservation. We have had to do that because we don't want to get burned. We don't want to get screwed. So we go right. into things like, are you someone I can trust? You know, you just don't know because you don't know what right. people are thinking or how they act, you know. So you know, you've walked by people, you've seen them go on the other side of the street, you've walked in a grocery store, you've seen someone hold their purse when you walk near them or their door locked when you're walking in the, <laughs> walking in the parking lot of a grocery store and you click, oh, okay, you know, those little things, those, what we call microaggressions. You right. know, a, a, a white time. person talks to, talk to you like you're stupid because you did something, you know, I got, a, I got a speeding ticket, why are you talking to me like a magnet? You know, those kind of things. So. You've yeah, had I to, see, you've I've to learn to think that way or 
your damn mind will go crazy and you get mad and you want to beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and I tell people all the time, like, I, being a military brat, um, it helped me get being around a lot of different people. It helped me being able to, to fit in. So I mm-hmm. never really had issues with, uh, it's always been with the person, not the, the race or whatever the case is. Right, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Going to, all right, so back to your coaching days. Did you ever have a team? I'm pretty sure you had a high expectations of all your teams um, year by year. Was there ever a team that was just, that kind of surprised you? Uh, there's no, there's no way probably right now that I can think of what particular team, but yes, uh-huh. yes. You all, you always had, you know, and it's surprise in a bad way. You know, right. you had surprise in a good way. It's like this team right here should just roll and, you know, go kick butt. Um, uh, maybe there's some chemistry issues here or there, but talent wise, uh, you know, you expect the best out of some teams, but there's some teams that didn't have the talent. And a lot of times you don't see their intelligence until it's on the field, the smartness come out. Uh And uh, those teams were always, you know, fun to work with and fun to, you see, progress. And uh, the losses were hard. The wins were great. But at the day's end, if the kids understood the value of teamwork, brotherhood, looking out for each other, discipline, dedication, respect for your opponents, respect for your teammates, you know, give it your all. That was the main issue. I mean, I would rather, I would rather, and I would say it every time, I'd rather go 0-10 with some hell fighters, loving brothers, you know, love each other. We're going to go out and play our asses off and we get stumped every game than go 10-0 with a bunch of uh, glorified athletes who was all about me. Look at me, right. you know. I'm going, you know. No, n- not a question, not a question. And if you're if you're really into the game, and if you're really into working with young men and, and women, whatever, that is what you're looking for. You know, let me see you grow as a person. Let me see you take care of your your neighbor, take care of your teammate. You know, lay it on the line. And that's that's you know, to me, that's that's what you wanted to see out of all your teams. And sometimes we didn't get that. When, when, when I first moved back to Kentucky, um, and I didn't know the, when I, when I was younger living in Kentucky, I didn't know the history of like North Harden or um, Fort Knox or anything like that. I remember, I do remember when I was a little league coming to one of the halftime games and being able to like wear my Jersey from Little League and, and be on the field. But outside of that, I didn't know the history. So when I moved back my senior year, and um, my first two, my first three years was all my teams that I played for was horrible. I think I won maybe four games my whole high school career prior to going to to North. And then when I found out that North was actually good in football, I w- that's what I was excited about because I wanted to win it. <laughs> And then I see the team that we put together. Um, I really thought like, okay, we can make it far. And then that season taught me how little, like little decisions or 
breaks and stuff really do matter because we didn't really do anything to be ourselves. It's just some things just went the wrong way. It just bounced the wrong right. way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember your seat. What year was that? Uh, 2001, 2002. 2001, 2002. They say that was yeah. the first year. That was the first time we won district in 10 years or something like that. Oh, cool. And who was our starting quarterback then? Andre. Uh, Andre. Was that his senior no, he, year? He was a junior. He was a junior. Okay. Yeah. So it he was. was Is that when we got thumped by Trinity? Didn't we play Trinity twice? We played oh. Trinity. Um, like the third game of the season, but I didn't get to play that game because some Kentucky State rules that I had to practice and pass for. Oh, okay. So so, oh, I didn't realize you you came down there. I remember we had to go look for you. I remember Coach Washington. We had to go look <laughs> for you. I don't know where we found you. But it was like, man, we kept hearing about you, kept hearing about you. I don't know who was telling us about you, but it was like, we got to go find Scrap I, I don't. I don't know either. For some reason, when I got there, like, everybody, like, made it, it sounded like it, I was expect, like, I was expected. And it was, it was different for me. <laughs> Did your sister come before you, or y'all came at the same um, time? We came at the same time. Okay, but it was just something. But yeah, your your oh, name. No, no, no. Out there? We we came at we came at the same time, but uh, she started school. I started school before her because they could our records couldn't find or something something about our records. So we didn't start school until like September. And I they were talking about you. You, we was coach. You got you guys gotta go find this guy ever. It was man, we gotta go find him. So I missed I missed the Paducah game because we went to Paducah to play in some. Right. Yeah. I missed the we Trinity game. Okay. And my first game was the Fort Knox game. Did we win? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Ow. We lost. Regular season, that was the only two losses was, uh, no. We lost to Trinity and we lost to um, PRP. Was Beanie on your team, Calvin Beanie? No. Yeah, but I don't think he was starter. Okay. Yeah, PRP, I'll never forget. That coach had so many damn formations and, oh, they were real, real fast. I remember losing that game. And we didn't lose bad. It was it was it was close. Oh, you know what? The teams you were on, and when I was coaching, it was, mm -hmm. it was me and Coach Franklin. I always think about because usually it was Coach Franklin and I working on defense together. But uh, in the defense, who's our defensive back coach then? Was it Jimmy, Coven, light skin, ball head dude, light skin, ball head dude? That was who. I think he I think he was a. Um, was that the college coach, big muscular dude? No, he he had, he wore glasses, kind of short. Oh, oh, Coach G, George yeah. Eskridge. Oh, okay, yeah. that was the DB. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that was my teammate in high school. Okay, see, I'm horrible he's with one, names. I'm I'm good with, I'm better with faces. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's one of the best men in my wedding. Ah, okay, okay. okay. He, was, he was. He was. He was he was he was a real good dude too. Yeah. Or is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that's a great memories. I keep forgetting about George playing or coaching because he left us and went and coached, I think at Campbellsville University. He started coaching at Campbellsville 
And uh, yeah, I missed him big time. Yeah, and and, and the the only game that that really bothered because I thought we was gonna make it far, and then we played me counting the playoffs, and then got beat on a trick play. Yeah, that was um, tough. Yeah. And then for some reason that game nobody could catch. We had like seven drop passes in like the last couple minutes of the game. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I always respected me County because they hit hard. They were, you know, I didn't like the the slight redneck side of it, but as a as the team, I always thought they were tough. Yeah, they and, were. Uh, I always enjoyed playing against Coach French, the little bulldog. His defenses were tough. And uh, we always had knockdown dragouts with Mead County. Yeah, it was our games was always like one or two touchdowns, and then mm-hmm. type of games. <laughs> yeah, because I think we lost yeah. like seven to six or something like that. Yeah, yeah, heartbreaking. Uh, I see. I see um, on social media you get a lot of visits from your old. Uh, athletes that you've coached in the past or students um how how do you feel about when when they've been gone for so many years and every time they come back to kentucky they seem to want to come visit you uh clearly that makes you feel good it warms your heart uh the word i like to use is validation mm-hmm. it validates my career it it uh, makes me emotional it makes me uh, proud that they recognize, maybe not then, but now as adults, that this man did care. He was genuine, and uh, he wanted what was best for me in his, you know, in his opinion. So, yes, it makes me feel great. This is great, you know. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm trying something <laughs> different during the quarantine. I had to figure something out to do to keep my mind from going crazy. Right. You've been yeah, in my baby. prayers a lot of times. I hope you know that. Because I, um, I'm I, pretty I, sure. Yeah, you've had some you had some issues, you know, with family and relationships, and uh, uh, you've weighed heavy on my heart many a times because I wanted I'm, you I'm, to be in a better place. I'm pretty, and I appreciate it because. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to navigate through things when you really don't have what because my my parents like my mom wasn't the most talkative or my dad he was a, a first sergeant in the army and he wasn't the most conversation so a lot of times I was left to figuring things out on my own well me and my sister um, mm-hmm. so a lot of times I'm getting messages from my sister and she's like look you might want to like you gotta relax like. <laughs> Or somebody in my family is, is texting me or messaging me. It's like you gotta like. So I've been trying to trying to do that, and it's, it's been helping a lot. And Good. Yeah. So I appreciate the prayers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is, and it's been getting better. This past Christmas, I had my daughters here, and um, and the mother was here. Why? And, why you say the mother? You know, I know her, right? Right. That's why I said. That's why. I, well, I didn't I know. I can't think of a name right now, but it, I, it, it just hit me. I forgot you were married to Shakita. Shakita, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And how many children y'all have together? Three girls. You have three girls together. Yeah. Wow. How long were you married? Three years. Three years. Okay. 
Yeah. I remember Married you put three something out and on. Them probably together maybe like six. Right. I remember you yeah. put something out on social media that I thought was pretty deep, man, about look this way I took it, that you were apologizing mm-hmm. to her for your actions back then and you know, you see things differently now. Maybe I took and it the wrong way, but that's why I thought you did. No, that, that that's basically what it was. It was it was just um sometimes when you're dealing with emotions, you don't think clearly a lot of the times. And I no was doubt. a lot of times just reacting off the emotion. And some things came to light and I kind of overreacted. And I just thought it was important to um to express that to her that that I overreacted and I wanted to apologize. And I wanted to see to show my girls that. I could be different other than what you think it is. I can, I don't have to, it's not always a, a conflict and you can work things out. So that's what I wanted to do. Good. That is awesome. You know, you are a Marine because yeah. y'all are a little. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into a, that. I, was a, uh, I didn't do, I was admin. I was smart when I, when I joined the Marines. Okay. When I joined, I said I don't want to do anything. I don't. I don't. I'm not chasing nobody. I don't want to run around with a rifle or a radio. Uh huh. Put me in the office. Good. You wasn't out there slitting throats and doing crazy stuff. Nah, but I did meet a lot of people from Kentucky who had their run-ins with with North Harden, and they hated it. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why I ran. I, I ran into those people. I had a I, one of my good friends now. He played at Warren Central um, when um, uh, I forget his name. The running back for North. When I came, he wore the number twenty. Rico McClarity. Not him. Somebody. It was a. Uh, what was his name? Because I wanted to wear number 20. It was like, you sure you want to wear number 20? And Coach Frank was like, nah, I don't think you want to wear number 20. Eric Alfonso. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's the right. Yeah, he played. Yeah. Yeah. Derek was and, Derek um, might be the second best running back ever at North Hart. Might who's be. the first? Joey Stockton. Okay, yeah, yeah. I hear his name. I seen him a few times. Yeah, yeah. Awesome people, man. And you know, you just when I think back, of, you know, when you look back at people like you and all these other athletes, it was just, 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 it's, it's fun, man. It's a great memory. I, all I could do is smile because it was just awesome to watch people grow. And, you know, Derek and Derek has a son, same age as my son now. They're both sophomores in high school and they're both playing football. So it's, you know, I get to sit and talk with them at games and Derek would hit me and go, what do you think, coach? I was like, nah, nah. So we, we're all, <laughs> They they remember how I coached and how we did things, and they see in this new way. And uh, and they North has had some success. It's, it's awesome, but uh, the way the program is run, you know, that's where we take differences from. You know, yeah. And I like and I and I see a lot of the I see some of the differences uh, being from where I'm at because um, I still have friends there. Mm-hmm. Every. And they go to all the games because one of my my friends, Anthony, his uh, his son is on the offensive line. Um, Tyson. Who's Tyson? Tyson there? What's Ty? What's Tyson? He's your O lineman. Okay, I'm just asking David. Okay, 
Uh, now, Anthony, let me think about it. Anthony, that tall brother, is that who you always come back to see? Yeah. I got a question now. Did Anthony have a baby with Ebony Jones? No. No. They no. dated yeah. off and on, but he didn't have a baby with her, though. Okay, I thought her son was his son. I always thought that. Uh, nah. Okay. All right. But now I, I can see him now. I know who you are. You always, you guys were always right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so every game on Friday, on the, well, on Fridays when the game's coming, I'm always texting him because he's at the games. I'm like, so how we looking? What's going on? And he, and he we text it back and forth. So he's always telling me how they, how they doing. And then when I catch some of the games on North or on the YouTube, mm-hmm. it's, it just, for some reason, it just feels a little different, but I'm just glad they're still, competing mm-hmm. yeah we still haven't won a state championship and uh you know we still can't even get to the finals but you know it's the program after coach washington left and myself and coach we we all stopped coaching then it it, it hit rock bottom uh, they gave it to uh crad jaggers i remember yeah and uh i think he coached for four years and you know very average probably below average a lot of times, uh, you know, scores run up on them, blah, 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 two or three wins. Then he said after four years, if he wasn't going to be good, he's going to leave anyway. And he stepped mm-hmm. down and then coach Thompson got the job and, uh, Oh, they was, it was awful. And I would say, I think this is his ninth year. He's only had three, maybe three winning seasons, three or four, but they've been amazing seasons. So he probably still has a losing record overall. He he came from Fort Knox? No, he played at Fort Knox for a little bit. Did he ever play? No. He was at E-Town for a little bit. Uh, I taught with him at alternative school at Brown Street, and uh, he was in Alabama. He was in Pelham, Alabama for a while. Then they came back to North. Coach Jaggers brought him back. Crad brought him back to coach with him at North Hart. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I have one more yeah. question, and then I, and then I'm gonna let you go. Um, when I first, I remember when I first moved back to Kentucky, and I was hearing that like it was an issue because North had black jerseys or black in their jerseys. Was that a, was that a, was that a real thing? About the black jerseys? Yeah. Oh, but what were you on the team that we switched? What so uh, let me think of the year. I, I get it. Twisted. Did we have black jerseys when you were playing? Yeah. I think it was the second year. Oh, that was the second year. So the year when we switched over? Man, yeah. them them people lost their mind. <laughs> it was it was it was the most amazing thing to witness. And I think part of it mostly was just tradition. Right. Uh, the old white heads, the old white people who went to North, who was there, no, you're changing the school colors. And then they would, they would associate it. They tried to associate it with gangs and uh, Marilyn Manson. It was, it was amazing. The, the weird part was the team wanted it. We, we always, and that's what I love about Coach Washington, we always let the team decide on things. All right, it's time for new uniforms. Which I want. Give us some ideas. You know, what do you want on the helmets? And so we we show them a, pl- uh, a plethora of you know options, 
mm-hmm. the team overall, we want black. Okay. Well, got black coaches. <laughs> black kids <laughs> out here playing. You know, black is intimidating. Yeah, they were pretty too, weren't they? That, that was nice. Yeah. I, the best uniforms I probably ever wore in my life. Yeah, they were nice. They were nice. And they're black now. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Both artists' uniforms are black now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I always but say them in no way. But they, we called hell for it. We called hell for it. But I'll never forget. Was Aaron Grunky around when you were around? Yep. He's a tight end. I was her brother. I'm talking about the, the girl. Oh, Aaron, oh. The state champion in the shot put. I don't remember. I, I think so. I think so. She probably went off to, she went off, but she was, she was on the football team. She was a kicker, believe it or not. And uh, she wrote, because we were in the paper and everything, she wrote a, an amazing opinion piece about how the community was reacting to this team and what this team was about. And if I could find it, I, I would send it to you. But it basically told the community, you know, we respect the community, but this is our team and this is mm-hmm. what we wanted. And the coaches support us and we play for the school and the community. And basically we want you guys to respect us, but it had nothing to do, but she's like Marilyn Manson and devil worship, all that games. It wasn't about that. This is what we wanted. We liked it. And this is what the coaches mm-hmm. accepted. We did with it. So. Yeah, that was those jerseys or those uniforms period. I thought probably was the best in the state at the time. I guess everybody we played, it, it just looked great. Oh yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember. I should have kept one back in the day. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I would. I think we had an option of buying. I should have bought one. Mm-hmm. I should have bought yeah. one. So how are your girls yeah. doing? They're doing great. Um, they just and left me probably a week after New Year's. Okay. And um, my middle child, Anaya, she's um, about to go into her junior year. She's trying to take track serious. So that's who I message you about. A junior year. Where's they living? Where are they living? In Vegas. Las Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Is, uh, I can't even think of her name again. Is she married? She was. Uh, she was, but yeah. not at the moment, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they're in Vegas. Why? How did she end up there? When she was married, her husband was in the Air Force at the time, and that's where he was stationed at. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So I guess he decided to... Huh? You're not married again, are we? I'm um, I'm married, but separated. Okay. Yeah. Lasted a little bit longer this time. It was like 13 years. (laughs) Oh. But things... I mean, things happen for a reason. Um... This may not even be the end all, so hopefully. Right. So we'll see how that goes. Gotcha. So you have a girlfriend that's, not a girlfriend, you have a daughter that's out of high school? Your oldest? Yeah, my oldest, yep, Taria. She's she's trying to figure out what she wants to do (laughs) as far as, Mm As far as in, in life, I guess, so I try to guide her the best I can. She, she's really good at drawing, painting, and all that stuff. So I'm trying to put her on to some schools or some things that, that's involving that. So mm-hmm. she wants to come back to Maryland and, and be here forever. So 
we'll see how that goes. Right. My youngest daughter, um, I, um, Sanai, she's in the band. She's a band nerd. Okay. Yeah. What's her instrument? She plays the flute. I think it's a flute. It looks like a flute. I think it's a flute. <laughs> Could be a piccolo. Who knows? Right. But yeah, I, that that was kind of it. Kind of threw me off a little bit because she ran track too, and then she kind of stopped running track to to play bass. Right. Got you. And but, Miss Shakira, she's doing okay. Life yeah, in she's doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every time I see her on Facebook, she's beautiful. Yes, that that's never changed. So, right. Yeah. My my middle daughter, um, Anaya, she's tall just like Shakira. She's long just like Shakira. Mm-hmm. And like if if they can if I I don't know how to track in it or the track program is out there, but hopefully her school is is they know how to coach. So Right. Oh she'll shine she'll shine. Find her a good track club if her school's terrible and you know, if she's got talent. They'll find it, you know. Yeah, they'll see it, and it'll show. I mean, her parents are pretty athletic. I would like to say so. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, my, I, um, go ahead. ahead. Okay, I have a. I I got all these tapes from all our track meets and football games back in the day. Not many football games, but I'm. I need to get off my butt, and I want to get them transferred into like onto DVDs or, you know, electronically or a lot of, uh, what do you call them things? A, a zip drive or whatever. Junk right. drive. It's USB? Yeah. USB, yeah. I want to get them put on there because I will never forget. You remember that? I think I had you at Anchor Leg on the 4 by one at Shelby County. One of them relays I had you in. Yeah. And I'll just say, it was, a, it was awesome. I don't know how good it could. I think you had to hold off. I hope they gave you a big lead. You had to hold everybody off. <laughs> I think that's how it went down. I think I think you played me. I think you played a mind game with me on that one. <laughs> I probably because, did because during the football season, um, I I broke away and I got hawked down by this white boy, and you never let it go. <laughs> and then on one of the track meets, you came to me. You said, "Remember that white boy that hawked you down?" And I was like, "Yeah." He said he's running on this relay team right here. And, oh. and you pointed him out. And I don't know if that was true or not, but in my head, I was like, I'm this is not gonna happen this time. So that's probably why. <laughs> uh, it probably was the truth. It probably was the truth. That's uh that's yeah. I played little things. At the time I wasn't thinking ahead, oh, I'm gonna do this and do that, but nah, it just it just came out that way and it mm-hmm. worked. I someone else told me a story I did to them in track and field, and it just, you know. It was. They felt me. They felt it was slightly mean, but it made them do something that they, you know, to prove me it wasn't right. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I just laugh at those stories, man. Good times. So, um, so again, I wanna, I wanna thank you for taking the time to speak with me, and um, like I've been wanting to do this for a while, and of course, when I wanted to talk to. Coaches, whatever you was first in mind, so I appreciate it. Nothing but love for you, buddy. I need to when I get up there to visit my sister. Hopefully, we can get together and sit down, and have a beer, or whatever you like to drink. How far are you from Frederick? Um, maybe 
30, 30 minutes. Really? Really? Let me, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Because I know it's not. You know, I'm a, I have an RV, man. We travel, man. My wife still has six years to go in education. And when we retire, we just going to run and run. And we love to drive the RV and go places. You're, Frederick, um, Maryland. Your son is abroad, right? Your oldest? My oldest, yes. He is in... um. Austria. Uh, when he gets back, we think we got it all lined out. Well, he already signed anyway. He's going to swim for um, Campbellsville University. Uh, okay. How how, how so, did that get, cause you any anxiety? <laughs> what? Going him going all the way to Austria. Uh, you know, you worry about anybody's safety. Yeah. But no. Uh, see, my wife was an exchange student in high school. Uh, I don't know if you know, but we've kept two. We've had two exchange students. We've had one kid from Germany. Our last one was from Taiwan. No, not Taiwan. Thailand. Thailand. Okay. So uh, it's an awesome experience, and uh, you know we can't we can't take our children everywhere around the world, but we can bring the world to them. So yeah, great experience for them. Did you ever live overseas in the military? I was born in Germany. Oh, okay. But that's that's my only experience yeah. is overseas. So I was so young over in Germany, I really don't remember. But I was there for three years. But I was a little. Yeah, I don't kid. remember either. Yeah, and uh, I was in um, Nuremberg. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Panama for three years. I lived in South Korea, and I lived in Germany. So I think nine, eight to nine of my years growing up was overseas. And so I got to experience Japan, Philippines, you know, things like that, mm -hmm. different cultures. And that's why I think that helped me a lot in coaching, dealing with different people, as you said, didn't yeah. have no issues with, you know, I love my Korean brothers and, uh, you know, how I'm sure we had some half Korean people on our football team. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cause I was, um, I was stationed in Hawaii I tried to get stationed in uh, Japan, but that didn't work out. Uh, so I spent all of my time in Japan. But growing up, I was in Georgia. I was in Maryland. Um, I was in New Jersey. I was, uh, where else I was at? I've been back and forth to Kentucky, like maybe right. three or four times. So that's the reason why I claim Kentucky. Where's uh? Where is your mom now? She's in Maryland. She just moved to Maryland two years ago. Okay. Where was she then? Before that? In uh, in Jersey. In Jersey. Because she's okay. originally from Jersey. Gotcha. That's a rough. Yeah. That's a rough state, ain't it? Yeah. Because my mom's yeah. from Camden. I don't know if you're familiar with Camden. That, that's a rough place too. So she's originally from Camden, and um, when. My dad and um, when her and my dad got married and they got divorced in Kentucky, she was just like, I'm just going to stay in Kentucky because Jersey is just not, it's just not it. And then once we got older, uh, she went back to Jersey to take care of her grandmother. And then once her grandmother passed, she took over the house for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And then she wanted to be closer to me and Tasha because we was in Maryland. So she ended up moving to Maryland. 
should be around her grandkids too. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What do you think about Tasha's husband? She never talks about him. <laughs> he's cool. He's actually he's a he just took over one of the um, biggest trap programs here in the state. Okay. Um, he's the head coach for the Matha. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a pro- yeah. That's a very famous school. I want to say it's the Matha. I believe it's the Matha. But he just took over the track program there. He he owns a um a AAU track team here. Club, yeah. Oh, club. Um, like he's really big in track. Like his sons and daughters. His daughter goes well went to Morgan State for track. Okay. So he's really big into it. But he's okay. but he's he's a he's he's cool. He's a right. capper. He's a what? <laughs> He's a Kappa. Red and white? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a pretty boy then. My um my best friend Anthony, he's a Kappa too. So it's like so. Gotcha. That's good. Yeah, so I'm so- awful proud of your sister, you, all of you guys. I, I I I felt like I bonded with you guys and your especially your sister. And uh, you know, I did I did recognize the struggles y'all went through growing up with your families. You know, and uh, to see how you guys fought through it and made something of yourselves mm-hmm. is, a, is a is a blessing to watch. You know, I still have my Delta State, wherever she went to school, hat that she got <laughs> yeah, for me. Delta State. Yeah. And so, yeah. Took a lot of people, say- that community thing to, you know, help everybody out. And I know the Coach Russell helped her family. I mean, helped her during time so yeah i remember yeah i gotta uh i gotta send you some um some coins some marine marine corps coins a what a coin it's um okay some, um, I, I, I gotta send you some a coin yeah it's a it's a it's like a it's a coin it's i got some from like saudi arabia um a couple other countries Okay, but it's like a thick coin, but it's just, I guess, for military, we we, we kind of collect those. So, ah, uh, I've, I've been given something a coin from like I had a military people who needed to use the track or wanted me to help train or do something, and mm-hmm. they would come over and then as a token for their appreciation, they gave me a, a big old coin and something. So I don't know if that's it's what probably you're talking the same. About. Probably the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All, All right. Work. So I'm going to let you go, Coach. I appreciate you taking the time. So where do I get to watch this if I want to watch this? So once I fin- once I finish, um, it's going to be on YouTube, but then I- I'll put it on Facebook. And then it's going to be on – the audio will be on um, Apple and Spotify and everything. Been yeah. a pleasure. <laughs> been a- always been a pleasure. Thank you. I wish you had the Band-Aid on there because you know you still look like Nelly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. It's a little chunky. Now. Maybe when I lose the weight, it'll go back. You still hitting the gym? Yeah, me and my sister, 5.30 in the morning. Okay. Keep it up, man. Make it part of your routine. Yeah, I'm going to try to. You don't have any high blood pressure or anything, do you? Nah. Okay. You're black, no. so make sure you have that check. Go to the doctor. I I, I definitely will. All right. All right. Good coach. seeing you, man. Love you. Take care Love of yourself. You too, and, uh, anytime you want to do this again, let me know. Definitely. All right. <laughs> bye bye.